invite you to this episode of Good Theology, a podcast ministry to grow God's kingdom of faith, hope, and love. We cannot wait for someone else to do later what God has already called us to do here and now. To learn more, visit us online at goodtheology.life. So today's scripture, or this episode's scripture, actually comes uh, from not one, but four scriptures. Uh, If you've heard me preach live, you know that sometimes I like to tie in the entire lectionary of the week. So the Old Testament, the New Testament, the the Psalm, the gospel, all of that kind of stuff um, into one giant lesson. And that's what I that's what I did today uh, or, or for this episode. And so rather than taking, you know, 15 minutes to read all of the scripture to you, I'm going to I'm going to let you know what the scriptures are and you are welcome to go and read them on your own. Uh, they were from uh, the book of Acts, chapter nine, verses 36 to 43. It was Psalm 23, the book of Revelations or the Revelations of John, chapter seven, verses nine to 17. And then the gospel, according to John, chapter 10, verses 22 to 30. And those, uh, the link to that scripture is in the, the summary of today's episode. But the question of today's episode, the question and the title of this message is what is faith? But before we get started, let's go ahead and do what we normally do, center, our eye, center ourselves and center our intentions, our ears to hear you, our eyes to see you, our behavior to share you. Glory be to you, God, source of all being, incarnate word and Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Okay, and so the the question, the question is, what is faith? And it feels, it feels like such a simple question. Well, maybe not simple per se. Uh, It is a basic question, is an elemental question, it is an atomic question. Um, Perhaps not simple. And yet, and yet, Thankfully, God answers that question for us over and over again throughout Scripture. And uh, the reason why I felt so moved about these four Scriptures is because they each had a lesson about faith in them. The Lord tells us in John's Gospel, The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me. Sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. One more time, the works that I do in my Father's name testify to me. Sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. Faith is about trust and good discernment. From the revelations of John of Patmos, they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Faith is confident, it is pure, and it is righteous. From Luke's account in the Acts of the Apostles, Peter put all of them outside and he knelt down and prayed. Peter put all of them outside and he knelt down and he prayed. Faith is purposeful and it is devout. And from the 23rd Psalm itself, one of the most quotable Psalms in all of the Bible. From King David, the Lord is my shepherd. He revives my soul and guides me along right pathways for his name's sake. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. 
The Lord is my shepherd. He revives my soul and guides me along right pathways for his namesake, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Faith is both leader and servant. Somehow, the one thing that faith is not is it is not logical. I'll never be able to convince any of you that Jesus is Lord, that he was born of the Son of God, and that he is one of three aspects of this mighty divine trinity, and that that same God guides this and our universe from the beginning all the way into the end of time. That kind of revelation is not something that can be achieved through argument or logic, Although there are, there are some who have tried, like C.S. Lewis and Thomas Aquinas, and they, they, get, they get rather close. I mean, they are absolutely amazing writers. But it's not something that can truly be achieved through argument or logic. And yet, I think it is hilarious that we get this line in John's Gospel. And so I really, I really invite you to go back and read it, uh, chapter 10, Um, But we get this line in John's gospel where the people say to Jesus, how long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. You know, I mean, because, because, so it reminds me of, it reminds me of one of my favorite anecdotes. And it's probably one that you have all heard a million times. But there is this man by the, who lives by the river. And on the radio, you know, the radio report says that that the river is rising and a flood is coming. And the man mutters to himself, he says, you know, God will protect me. God will save me. And then the waters rise even more and a boat drives by his home and they offer to take him away. They offer to, 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 to take him. And he says, no, thank you. God will save me. Well, now the river has risen so high, the floods have come so high that he's, you know, standing on the roof of his house and a helicopter comes by to take him away. And he says, no, 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 God will protect me. Well, the man drowns. And when he stands before God in heaven, he says, my Lord, why didn't you save me? And Jesus replies, I sent you a radio report, a boat and a helicopter. What more did you want? I, I, I guess why that anecdote is so funny to me is that line, how long will you keep us in suspense if you are the Messiah? Tell us plainly. How many ways does God need to show you in your life and in this universe that he is God? Um, and yet, if you don't think that he's doing it over and over again, if you don't think that God is showing himself to us, I invite you to look at things like Mother's Day. One of the reasons I love preaching on Mother's Day, one of the reasons why it was so important to me to to release an episode uh, this close to Mother's Day, having just passed, is because Mother's Day is one of those those times where the veil between the secular world and the world outside of the church, the veil becomes super thin. That veil is what I'm talking about when God uses the secular world to describe himself, to reveal himself. God uses what we see, what we know of, what we experience, and uses that to further the message of faith, 
Now, there are other things in this world like, like such as Mother's Day, but there are other things that help us understand God better, that help us understand Jesus better, that God is the divine orchestrator, that he, he weaves this same lesson, these same messages, these same helping, helping signals throughout all of our lives to help us grasp faith a little bit better. So what are some of those other secular things? Well, uh, love within music, not love of music, but love when people sing about love, right? Uh, there are things in fiction stories, such as magic and the force. And then we have these foundational ideas of freedom and rights and justice. And it's all of these things and more that seem to be that indicator, that scratching the itch of faith that God wants to show us, right? So we have this example for, so let's go to those other examples, right? So uh, we have ex the example of a force-wielding Jedi. We have witches in Hogwarts, superheroes in the MCU. We have all of these variations in our fiction telling, our storytelling, of being able to tap into a divine force that doesn't seem to have some kind of overt personality or desire, and yet, and yet, we try to tap into it. The human creative spirit seems to be yearning for that connection to the divine. If you listen to, I mean, countless songs about love, they they sing about romantic love of one person for another, but it's a love that seems to transcend all the aspects of life and overcome all odds, sometimes creating such an impossible standard of love that we, that we actually fall short. We forget that, that true love that overcomes and exists beyond all is actually a divine love, a love that comes from and guides us towards God. And then these ideals that we have uh, it, it, for all human beings, right? Freedom and justice. And we glorify these founding fathers of our who, frankly, were as flawed as we are. Missing that these forefathers, that they weren't gods themselves, but they were tapping into something that God inspired within them and inspires to all of us, the dignity and safety for all people and for a generous heart. We seem to miss God in all things because we wait to see God do and be the way we declare that he should be. Oh, no, no, God will come save me. I don't need your helicopter, your boat, or your radio broadcast. But, sheep says, but Jesus says, the sheep hear my voice. I know them and they know me. We talk so much about these transactions between us and God, and we forget who the shepherd is and who the sheep are. Sometimes we declare so much that God should do for us that we forget how much we could do for God. And so that's this idea of scratching the secular surface to find God's inspiration underneath. Part of that comes from places like Mother's Day and our appreciation of that. No one can ever argue that a parent's devotion or a child's devotion is perhaps one of, if not the strongest, expressions of faith. You have no reason or logic to love that person. Sure, there's socializing, and we can talk about behavioral science between parents and children, but I 
believe it's also faith. Faith that even if one can't, one desires to be there for the other. It's hope and love made tangible and relatable between two people. Now, when I tell you when I when I tell you that I had arguments with my mother as a child, they were the kind of arguments that I wouldn't ever dream of having with friends or strangers. I don't even know if I would have them with my partner. But I but I had them with her. Because something inside me told me that she wasn't going anywhere. That I could argue with her because at the end of the day she was my mother. And I was her child. And so that comes me to this point. I had faith in us. And that faith in us let me push back and push out and become who I knew to be. Mother's Day and motherhood and parenthood, it is such a beautiful example of faith. And for those of us who know the terrible tragedy of loss of that, who may have never had it to begin with or have never found it, you know, themselves or found themselves rejected from it, it can be the most gut-wrenching feeling. The absence of faith can leave marks on us that take lifetimes to comprehend. Faith and motherhood seem to be bound tightly together. We have faith that we're raising our children the right way, the best way, We have faith that our parents are giving us the truths they know, guiding us to lives of safety and success. And just like love songs that tell us of a love that exists more perfectly in the divine, we too desire to have faith in a God that wants the very best for us and guides us. So we long for God so much that we find attributes of God in things that are mere substitutes or expressions or artistic creations, right? In science fiction, in love songs, in our parents, who just like our forefathers are imperfect. They're imperfect people merely trying their best with who, with what they have. And, and so in these examples, in reverse, we can understand what we desire from God in what we see and desire around us. From that science fiction, we desire to tap into God's power to save the world. From romantic songs, we desire to feel a love that we forget is actually godly love. From our parents and from our forefathers, from Mother's Day, we desire trusting in others in a way that doesn't quite make sense, but is all that we have. And so may the inspiration of this holiday be a reminder of what scripture always tells us. Of what God speaks to us in a thousand different ways, but seems to be the same message. So what is faith? It is the reflection of a relationship that we know to be there without ever truly knowing why or how. I hope you have a truly blessed time and connect with not just your earthly parent, but a heavenly one too. Won't you pray with me? Gracious God, thank you for the gift of being a parent and being a child, of watching that faith that we have for each other just be an echo of the faith that we could have with you.
May it inspire us to do greatness in this world and do greater things for the love of you. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Good Theology. To learn more, please find us online at goodtheology.life.